every town, from John O'Groats to Land's End, you'll find a Bureau of Lost Things. It may not be obvious, you may have passed one many times, but when you've truly lost something, it is the place to go. One such bureau nestles just inside the M25, at the scruffy end of a high street in an unfashionable borough yet to be gentrified. Inside its vast corridors, day in and day out, a dedicated team strive to reunite lost things with their careless owners. And today would be an ordinary day, just like any other, but there are no ordinary days at the Bureau of Lost Things. Hello? Can somebody please answer that? Oh, for goodness sake, I suppose I'll have to get it. Again. Kara, have you been sitting there all the time? Did you want me to come in with you? No, I meant you could have answered the phone. Oh, I'm not really a people person. Customers annoy me. To be fair, Kara, everyone seems to annoy you. You know, Will, for a man, you're quite perceptive. Oh, morning, Veronica. There's a phone ringing. Remember, we have a service level agreement which says... As an organisation, we will endeavour to answer all phone calls within three rings. By my reckoning, it must have rung 13 times. That's going to ruin our monthly target. Better run, Will. We wouldn't want to ruin our monthly target. No running, Will. That's how accidents happen. Please stride purposefully. Don't run! It's dangerous to run in the workplace. 23% of all accidents... Happen. I am not running. I am striding purposefully. Whatever that is. Good morning, Bureau of Lost Things. Bear with me, I'm just a bit breathless. Oh, that's better. What? No, I'm certainly not doing that. You rang me. Why would I be doing that? Hello? Hello? Oh, Will, you look really red and sweaty. Oh, it's putting me off my cocoa pops. I'm red and sweaty because I've power walked up the world's longest corridor just to be insulted by an employee of a Mumbai call centre. It was more mincing than power walking. I'm sorry, Raymond. Do you have to use derogatory terms like mincing in the workplace? Raymond's right. There was definitely a camp quality. Were you both just standing there watching me? Yes. Yes. Anyway, why is the phone so far away? Would you like it closer? I've got an extension lead somewhere. Well, problem solved. Yes, please. Not so fast. We can't interfere with the internal communication systems without due consultation and a proper board blasting session. Please, not again. I've got the extension. It's not a problem. How do you know it isn't a problem unless you've actively assessed all possible scenarios? <sighs> this is exciting. I'll see you all in my office in ten minutes. Look at these walls. Have you ever seen so many charts and graphs in your life? Everything we do in the Bureau quantified and measured. It's like Eva Braun was reincarnated as a business performance analyst. <laughs> I see you're admiring my handiwork. Well, this is what I get up to when my office door is shut. And we thought it was cocaine fueled orgies with the board of directors. Don't be silly, Cara. You know we have a no-drugs policy in the office. I was just admiring your collection of post-it notes. Creep. I knew you'd be a fan, Will. Would you like to see my Harrington four-ply? That's something you don't hear every day. Don't be crude, Raymond. There you go, Will. It's a post-it note that can be divided into four. It's experimental. I shouldn't really have it, but <laughs> I have my connections. It's fascinating. I didn't realise there was so much to the world of stationery. Can we get on with it? 
There's a new consignment arrived. It won't catalogue and store itself. All right. Gather around the smart board. We're going to use the SOAR model of problem solving. What? It's an acronym. S-O-A-R. Well remembered, Will. S is for situation. Now, what is the situation? Absurd. The situation is the phone is too far away. Exactly. The phone is too far away. I've got an extension cable. Shall I get it? Let's not get ahead of ourselves, Raymond. O is for objective. What's our objective? Oh, to die of boredom. The objective is to get the phone closer. Economically put there, Will. I think you've hit the nail on the head. Somebody hit me on the head. So our objective is to get the phone closer. So A is for action. What action do we have to undertake? Let me get the extension. Please let him go. I really want to see my 26th birthday. Now, our action really needs to be subdivided. So point one, we need to source an extension cable. I have a cable in my cupboard. I think Raymond has a cable. Well, that leads us to point two. Can you liaise with Raymond regarding the availability of the cable? He's standing here. I could ask him. Well, that's probably not the most efficient way of dealing with the situation. <laughs> I mean, where's the ordered trail? Are you saying I should email Raymond? Yes. Will to email Raymond regarding availability of cable and possible installation date. Oh, Raymond, you'll need to check your diary. I'm here. I'm always here. Okay, if you could ping me a meeting invite detailing the short-term opportunity. Is the strategy on your radar, as we'll need to brainstorm it. We need to control oh, knowledge... what day is it? I feel like I've been here forever. Gone numb down my left side. I need to get out. Now. Relax, team. I think Veronica yes. is coming to some kind of conclusion. Well, I think we've clearly covered all points. Mm -hmm. Hmm, two hours and 59 minutes? Well, well, that was the fastest rapid improvement exercise we've had this week. Well done, us. Don't you love it when a new consignment of lost things comes in? That sense of anticipation. Yeah, old stuff. Tatty stuff. Appallingly smelly stuff. Do we really have to catalogue single socks? The Bureau has a commitment to catalogue, store and hopefully repatriate all lost items regardless of size, origin or importance. Has anybody ever claimed a sock? We had a guy a few years back used to regularly claim single socks. See, there you go, Kara. The system works. Not really. We banned him in the end. Turns out he had only one leg and was too tight to buy a pair of socks. Oh my God! Is that a mink? It's a bloody mink coat. I don't think you should really put it on. We should just catalogue and store it. Oh, it's so soft and beautiful. Oh, I want it. I'm not a big fan of fur. All those animal cruelty issues. What? This is vintage 1930s. It's perfectly ethical. It was made before animal cruelty was invented. Whenever I see a fur coat, I just think of 101 Dalmatians. I hated that film. Don't you think Corella Deville was treated really badly? She was the villain. She wanted to make a poppy skin coat. Oh, an ambitious woman with a dream, held back and vilified by the constraints of a patriarchal society. Really? I must give it a watch next bank holiday. Will, the phone's ringing. Cara, it's right next to you. I was happier when it was down the far end of the corridor. Raymond, can you get it? You wanted it moved. I had to endure a three-hour meeting because of you. Bureau of Lost 
No, I haven't been in an accident. Please don't cry. Of course. Yes, I would love a set of vintage encyclopedias from 1973. We can't have you losing your job, can we? Well, thank you. <laughs> you have a lovely voice too. Blimey, there's one born every minute. I'm going for my fag break. Kara, take the bloody coat off. You don't know where it's been. Bye, Neelam. It's been a pleasure. I honestly don't know who the heavy-breathing pervert was earlier, but yes, you can always call me. Bye. 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 Hey, Kara, I totally connected with that girl, and it's good to know my direct debit will be helping Tamil orphans go skydiving. Not sure where I'll put those encyclopedias, though. Kara, what's wrong with you? Ain't no Kara in here, lovey. Just your old friend, Diamond Dolly. Like what you see. Kara, why are you doing that voice? Take that blasted coat off. Wait, no, don't. My God, you're naked under there. You know what they say, lovey. All fur coat and no knickers, eh? <laughs> Come on, time is money. What you want, posh boy? A bit of spanking. Kara, this is very inappropriate. And can you please close your coat? I don't know who Kara is, dearie, but ten shillings extra and I'll be whoever you want. A bloke asked me to dress up as the Bishop of Mozambique once. There ain't no accounting for taste. Kara, please stop this. Stay here, I'm going to get Veronica. Oh, the more the merrier, love. That's definitely going to cost you an extra ten shillings. Will, I really don't see what I can do if Kara wants to play dressing up games like a five-year-old. I don't know any five-year-olds that dress up like a 1950s prostitute. You want to live where I do? Nothing surprises me. Veronica, you don't understand. It was Kara, but somehow she changed. Her features and voice were different. And she was naked under that mink coat. I don't know where to look. Uh, maybe I should go and have a little look. After all, I, I am a trained first aider. You stay here, Raymond. Last thing I want is a man of your age having a stroke. I wasn't going to touch her. I think we both know what I mean. <sighs> I suppose I'd better deal with her. Start the meeting without me. The agenda's on the board. So then, let's see what the board says. Only 13 points to cover. There's 14 on the other board. That's still a manageable 27. OK, so then, point one. Saved by the bell. Hello, Bureau of Lost. Yes, yes, it's Will. Hi, Neelam, yes, great to speak to you again. It only seems like 10 minutes ago we were chatting away. Excuse me, Raymond, could I have some privacy, please? Is that the bird from the call centre? She's not a bird. Could you please close the door after you? Meeting adjourned, then. I'll get back to my cataloguing. Yes, yes, do that. Sorry, Neil, I'm one of the juniors was asking for advice. I'm very well respected here. Bollocks. Sorry, Neil, I'm, what were you saying? Oh, I'm OK for life insurance, thanks. You've got to sign up 20 customers today or you'll be fired. Your family will lose the shack that's been your home since your father was killed at the cement factory. Neelam, that is so awful. I must help you. Here, take my credit card details. Sign me up for two policies. Your brother has terminal rickets. Make that three policies. And your father, I thought you said he was already dead. Wouldn't that make him ineligible? No? Well, I suppose, yes, you are the one that sells the policies. I only have three credit cards. But yes, by all means, sign me up for another two. Full coverage. Absolutely. A family policy. Why not? That sounds very practical.
goodness sake, Will, get off that phone. We need to talk about Kara. Sorry, Neil, I've got to go. Important meeting. Bye. Yep, speak soon. Bye. Miss you. Will, thank you. So, Kara's gone full-on Fruit Loop then. Are you thinking sacking or sectioning? Neither, Raymond. We have a very interesting situation. It is weird. She did seem to believe she was Diamond Dolly. Well, it's got worse. I was talking to Dolly about the price of stockings when Kara suddenly changed. She insisted she was Dame Edith Smallpiece and demanded champagne for her dressing room. Dame Edith Smallpiece? Wasn't she a movie star in the 1930s? Yes. Kara then proceeded to tell me a rather lurid story about Sir John Mills and a ham sandwich. It's completely ruined great expectations for me now. Why is Kara pretending to be these women? What's possessed her? Possession is the word. You said she started acting funny after putting on a fur coat. You're not honestly telling me someone could be possessed by an object. It's not the object. It's the memories attached to it. That mink has been around since the 1930s. These things can be dangerous. So do we need a priest? Has she been doing dodgy stuff with crucifixes? Not that I noticed. Probably not then. And realistically speaking, where are we going to find a Catholic priest experiencing a crisis of faith this late on a Tuesday during the Cheltenham Festival? What do we do then? Drag the coat off her and burn it. That simple? Well, there are three of us and she's only five feet two. I see your point there, Will. I'd better get my cattle prod. The little ones can be a little feisty. Nobody is using a cattle prod. Right. This operation requires proper planning. Everybody meet me at the smart board in five minutes. Veronica, we've been in here an hour and we're still discussing the minutes of this morning's team huddle. If you don't let us leave, I'm going to do something desperate. Raymond, take that cattle prod out of your mouth. Will... Please read Appendix 3 of the Health and Safety Code back to us again. This is ridiculous. We need to help Kara. God knows where she is or even who she is now. Come on, Raymond, let's go. If either of you leave this meeting, I will suspend you both for gross misconduct. That's a risk I'm willing to take. Raymond, are you coming? I better stay. I'm already on double secret probation for toilet break irregularities. Kara, where are you? Dolly, Dame Edith, whoever you are, I've never realised this place was so big. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Kara, is that you? Oh my god. Sit down. What's your name? I'm Will, and you are? Grandmaster Double D Dog on the Funkadelic Bitches! That's two G's in dog and three F's in Funkadelic. What kind of journalist is you anyway? Think we'll think. I'm a music editor for the uh, Crouch End Advertiser. Mm-hmm. As long as you ain't from Rolling Stone. Can you dig it? Yes, I'm digging it. Digging it very much. A lot of, lot of big holes, trenches, a lot of digging happening right here around me. Get on with it. Ask me some questions, fool. Where are my goddamn blue M&Ms? Can't get any decent service in this country. Okay, Mr. Dog, the coat you're wearing, is that mink? Quite a bold statement. I like to make bold statements. I think you look like a sex offender. Was that a bold enough statement for you? Hmm, it's really hot in here. Wouldn't you feel better if you took your coat off? Take my coat off? Next thing you'll be asking me to divest myself of my pants. I knew you were some kind of pervert. 
I'm sorry, I just thought your coat was rather splendid. Splendid? I like the way you say that word. So, you want to know about this coat? Please, do tell me. Well, Mummy said I shouldn't wear it. She'd be very angry if she knew. Mr. Dog, where did you go? Kara, is that you? You won't tell Mummy, will you? Of course not, creepy little girl. Anyway, you can't tell Mummy. She's had a dreadful bathroom-related accident. <laughs> so has Daddy. What kind of accident? Well, did you know if you put an electric fire into a bath, it goes pop, fzz, pop. Is that what you did? Now that would be telling. Are you going to take me away? No, of course not. But perhaps you'd feel better if you took your coat off. Why the hell do you keep asking me to take my coat off? I'm so sorry, I thought you were a little girl. Me? A little girl? Get out of here, you sick role-playing deviant. Steady on now. Put that down, please. Help! Somebody help me! Help! Goodness, Will, what's happened to you? Ray, Ray, check the corridor behind me. Can you see a large gentleman? No, I don't think so. How about a little girl? Can you be more specific? A very creepy seven-year-old who looks like she may need psychiatric help. No, I'd have noticed that. Well, where is Kara, and who are these people you're babbling on about? They are all Kara, or rather, Kara is all them. Dolly and, and Dame Edith? Gone. When I found Kara, she had become a middle-aged black rapper called Grandmaster Double D Dog. I've been on several diversity courses, but it doesn't prepare you for that kind of situation. I think you'll find Grandmaster Dog is a seminal hip-hop artist and not strictly a rapper in the sense that you mean. Raymond, what point are you making? We're just saying it's easy to mix up musical subgenres and jump to wrong conclusions. Even if she'd been a new romantic, he was still intent on killing me. Him or Kara or even the creepy little girl. Who was the girl? I don't know. For an instance, Dog changed into a little girl who may have killed her own parents. Did the girl have a name? No, she was there and gone in an instant. We need to start charting all these possessions. Maybe we can work out who Kara will be next. Now, let's put the known names on the board and see what connections we have. Oh, not another board-blasting session. Does it matter who owned the coat? We just need to get Kara out of it. Will, if a job is worth doing, etc., etc. Oh, oh, I've just remembered I have some wonderful mapping software. Oh, I never imagined I'd get to use it. Really? Raymond, just watch the door. I need a coffee. Phone. I'll get it. Relax, Will. You got your hands full. Bureau of Lost... What? Oh, yes, he's here. Will, it's your bird from the call centre. Hi, Neelam. Sorry, a bit mad busy here. How can I help? Well, you've already got my card details. That's fine. Just put it through again. Hey, as long as that school gets built. Yeah, totally. Oh, my coffee cup just exploded. Perhaps it wasn't decaf. Get down, you idiots! We're being shot at! Kara must have got into the armoury! Well, it's only a small one. Sounds like she's got her hands on a hunting rifle. And possibly the Webley service revolver. Any chance she's got a bazooka in there? Don't be silly. When was the last time somebody left a bazooka on the district line? Just checking. Uh, sorry, Neelam, need to go quite urgently. Just a possessed member of staff discharging firearms into the corridor. Yeah, yeah, bye. I know. All the time. Just like that. Yeah, you too. Okay. Bye, 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 bye. You like her, don't you? But you know what they say? Cute on the phone, add three stone. Not very helpful, Raymond, and possibly very offensive.
I really don't think this is a good idea. You keep walking down the corridor and wave that white flag. We just need to find out what she wants. You are the only one qualified to deal with this. I did an evening class in anger management. It's hardly hostage negotiation. Stop making a fuss. This is a good personal development opportunity. And if she does start shooting again, get really close to the floor. You'll present a much smaller target. Hello. You on the barricades, I come under a flag of truce. Please don't shoot. Is this trick, you imperialist fascist running dog hyena? No, 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 no trick. We need to know what you want. What can we do for you? Mm, send more ammunition. And crate of vodka. Well, that sounds like a recipe for disaster. Who am I talking to? Sniper Ludmila Pavilchenko of the glorious Red Army. I am sworn to kill every last fascist invader, even the small ones. I'm not small, it's just that you're looking down on me. Not that I am a fascist. You should see my Twitter account. I don't shy away from confrontation. I think I kill you now. No, no, the war is over. You killed all the fascists. Time to go home. I will only leave my post when I am dismissed by my commanding officer, Colonel Peshkova. Oh, really? Hmm. If I can find Colonel Peshkova, will you come down and take that coat off? This bourgeois garment has seen me through three harsh Russian winters. But I will throw it aside and proudly show the uniform of a true Soviet patriot when the colonel arrives. Well, just make sure you have some kind of uniform under there. I incidentally, have you ever met Colonel Peshkova? Of course not. I've been too busy killing fascist scum. This is fascinating. See, I've created another icon to represent Kara's latest personality. Hell of a personality. I've checked the net. I found that Ludmila Pavelchenko was credited with over 300 kills in World War II. They called her Lady Death. Somehow I think Kara would appreciate that. Look at these timelines. How did the coat get from a 1930s English movie star to war-torn Russia, back to England, end up in 1990s New York, then arrive back here again? Don't you think we should be concentrating on getting Kara back rather than the travel adventures of a mangy fur coat? Well, sometimes I think you forget all the important work the Bureau does. It's not all about lost property. Isn't it? Oh, well, I don't have time to explain things to you now. But true, we really need to get our hands on that coat. So, Will, do you have a plan? Why would Kara think I'm Colonel Peshkova? Because you look good in that furry hat and she's already spoken to me. But I don't speak Russian. Neither does Kara. She's just got a very dodgy accent. Go down there and wave those medals. Tell her she's done a fab job and the Kremlin wants her coat back. What happens if she starts shooting? Well, Raymond, apparently, if you lie close to the ground, you present a smaller target. Get going. Advance and be recognised. Comradesky, uh, well, well done ski on all the sniping skiing. War's over. Time to come home, my love. Who are you? I'm uh, Colonel Peskova. Come to take you home. 
Look, Olavsky, I've got some shiny medals for you. One is for valor, uh, this one is for bravery, and this one's got uh, best of breed on it. Uh, sorry, ignore that, that one. You are not Colonel Peshkova. Ah, uh, what makes you think of that? Because Colonel Olga Peshkova is a woman. Uh, uh, be fair, love, I've had a tough war. Well, 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 get me out of here, she's shooting. Well, I'm certainly not pretending to be Colonel Peshkova. It's suicide mission. Well, what do you suggest? Kara seems to have settled into this sniper character, so we need to wait until she transforms into one of the more amenable personalities. Then she'll be easier to subdue. Ideally, that seven-year-old that you were talking about. I don't know about that. You didn't see the girl's eyes. I was doing some research on Grandmaster Dog. Apparently, in 1992, somebody got backstage and nicked his favourite coat. That's why he refused to tour the UK ever since. Got in the right hissy fit. Ray, these potted biographies are fascinating, but are they ever going to be relevant? Well, you never know. Now, come over to the flip chart. Not another presentation. Stop whining! I have designated each of Kara's personas a letter, and each letter corresponds to a course of action. Plan A, Plan B, Plan C, etc. Now, memorise your roles. You need to act in an instant. Quite frankly, I think all the plans are heavily flawed. And Plan B is positively unethical. I don't know. I think I could handle Plan B quite nicely. No. Plan B is strictly for Will. Now, Raymond, we'll need some more props from storage. All those things have been carefully stored and catalogued. It's bad enough I've lost a furry hat and three assorted meadows. Well, just think of the fun you can have putting them all back when this is all over. Now, don't forget the vodka. Lots of it. Pass me another bottle up. There she goes. This is quite fun. Spasiva! That's number four. Keep them rolling. I say, it's awfully kind of you, but this vodka is absolutely rank. Any chance of a teensy-weensy gin? She's Dame Edith now. Quick, let's get down there. Follow plan A. I'm so sorry. I don't remember my lines at all. I didn't even know I was filming today. Not a problem, Dame Edith. All you need to do is walk towards Raymond and Veronica, who's playing the maid, will take your coat. Where are the cameras and crew? Hidden behind the walls. Very experimental. If you could just take your spot. Raymond, you look familiar. Have we worked together before? Uh, I don't think so. Well, we must do drinkies later. You remind me of a journalist I met in Spain. He was always exposing himself. I'm sorry? Exposing himself to danger. Ready? Action! Uh, I'm so sorry. Is this the best maid we can find? Far too mannish for my liking. I feel she's looming over me. How dare you? Veronica, remember where we are. Where the hell are we? I'm not digging this. Quick, she's changed. Plan C. Raymond, it's you. Uh, uh, yo, dog, how's it hanging? It's hanging fine. Who are you? I'm... I... I... I'm... Who am I supposed to be? You're the music promoter. Wait a minute. I know who you are. You're that pussy little freak journalist. You gonna get yours, boy. Run, Will, run! Mr. Dog, over here. Can, can I have your autograph, please? Mmm, honey. You got a great ass. Reminds me of an explosion in a marshmallow factory. But please excuse me. 
I've got somebody to kill. Charming. Come on, Veronica, snap out of it. I think she's chased Will into the basement. There's Will's trainer and his glasses. Looks like there's been one hell of a fight. Voices, room on the left. We'd better stay outside. Will, are you okay? What's the plan? Thank goodness you're here. We had a plan C, plan A, even dipped into plan D, and back to A again. And now? On plan B. Uh, shouldn't we go in and help? No, we stay here. I can't go through with plan B. It's not nice. Oh, come on, Will. It's the quickest way to get the coat away from Kara. Here goes, then. Hello, Miss Diamond. I've got a problem I hope you can help me with. Oh, look. You're shaking. Ain't no problem Jolly can't sort out. Did you bring some money? Yes, ten shillings. Oh, that's a lot of pocket money. Bet you've been saving it up a long time. You could say that. Will, how's it going? Very hard. So hard. I mean, to concentrate. Tell me the moment the coat hits the floor. Oh, God. It's off. It's down. They're out. Quick, quick. Go, go, go. I've got the coat. Raymond, bag it now. Here, if your mum's coming in, that's another ten shillings. Oh, God. Oh. Oh, I do feel queer. Oh, my God. Oh. I feel like I've just drunk a bar full of vodka. Followed by a B-day of gin. Cara, it's you. Thank goodness you're back. Where are we, Will? What's happened? Where are my clothes? And why is Raymond peering around the door like that? Feels good to be back sorting out a new consignment of lost property. Yeah, it's like yesterday never happened. Hello? You're not Neelam. Where's Neelam? She never mentioned a round-the-world trip. A boyfriend? Well, Rob. I can't believe all three credit cards are maxed out. So, when you say she was well fit, what exactly do you mean? Really? Hmm. Well, I'll have a word with my bank and, and get back to you. One last thing, Rob. How is the weather in Mumbai? Guildford? Oh, thanks. Spot of bad luck. Just my usual poor judgement with women. Oh, I'm sorry. You are a bit wet sometimes. But you did save me from a possessed mink coat. True. I don't suppose many men can say that. Huh. I wish I could remember some of it. It's like being at the world's best party and then fast-forwarding to the bit where you wake up covered in sick, wearing someone else's knickers. Nice analogy. Tell me about the bit when I was Grandmaster Doc. My parents really loved him. Apparently they even sneaked into his dressing room once. Well, they'll certainly be impressed the next time you see them. Mm, that's never going to happen. I was brought up by my grandma. Both my parents died in a dreadful bathroom-related accident. Veronica, this is highly irregular. Items as unstable as this must be destroyed. There are rules and protocols to be followed. Raymond, just leave the coat on my desk and shut the door after you. Not a word to the others, or we'll be permanently extending your irregular toilet breaks. Hello? Yes, this is the Bureau. We have an item I think you may be interested in.
Bureau of Lost Things, Make Mine Mink, starred Michael Keane, Annette Flynn, Grace Morgan and Nick Ewens. It was written and directed by Glenn Cooper and produced by Alan Devy. The executive producer was Helen Green. Sound design and editing by 29 Hours in a Studio. Original show concept by Glenn Cooper, Robin Bowers and Helen Green. Sound effects obtained via zapslat.com. The Bureau of Lost Things was recorded in Outset Studios of South London and is a Zugs Wang production for London comedy writers.